0: I'm asking about the safety. Do you think safety in terms of the material used, or performance, mechanical performance? Um, how you can tell us more about how we can make ha- uh, we make sure that medical robots are safe?
1: The how can you make sure that robots are safe? And uh, from a mechanical and electronic perspective. Um, I think the uh, number one thing i 've learned um, through going through this process is the mechanical parts are somewhat intuitive so uh, you do have to think about them and they're not things you think about initially when you're doing new proof of concept. So there are things like pinch points, there are things like potential for um, things to just break, like glue joints or welded joints to just break and fall apart. Uh, so these are these are things that you either can kind of just look at your robot and see or you test your robot a bunch and it breaks on you and you're like, oh, we should fix that. Um, now, on the software side, it's a different story. On the software side, what you want to do is you want to Decentralize things as much as possible. You want to have a lot of, if you can have a whole bunch of different microprocessors embedded in there, all doing like their small local jobs then you have a much better chance to be what they call single-fault tolerant so that if any one yeah. thing breaks, then the entire system doesn't go down. But if you have one central computer running everything, if that computer dies on you, then you, what happens? Then your robot could go nuts and hurt your patient. So I would say that's, that's the biggest takeaway, is decentralize things to the um, maximum amount that you can, both from a processor you know, hardware point of view and then also from a software point of view.
0: I would. I'm curious to ask you this question. For example, the cochlear implant. When you design the shape, either indulation or maybe bending inside the cochlea, do you think that maybe uh, simulation give you insights? For example, do you, how much amount of friction you need your robot have to with the tissue? How you see these parameters and when you design uh, the continuum robot?
1: Robot. Oh, yeah, we use simulation a lot when we design continuum robots. So we're, we're constantly uh, using, you know, using computers to do this computational design is what we call it. And for cochlear implants specifically, I can tell you it's something we're working on right now is we're doing impedance sensing of the shape of the robot inside the cochlea. So the cool thing about cochlear implants is they have lots of uh, little metal pads on them, which is what they use to ultimately stimulate the nerves inside the cochlea. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, cochlear implants are, you know, one millimeter diameter, rubbery, Uh, You know, soft robots, and they have these electrical pads on them, and so what we're doing is we're making electrical measurements between one pad and the next, and there's about you know 22 or 24 of these pads on each cochlear implant, and through doing that, um, we can actually sense the proximity to the cochlear wall of the implant, and the goal at the end of the surgery is to get the implant right up against the inner wall if you can, so that the the electrodes are closest to the nerves, and what you really want to do is you want to be able to sense if there's any faults. So if you had buckling of that electrode in the cochlea, you might not be able to see it. You might not be able to feel it as you're pushing it in. But if you can measure the electrical uh, impedance between those two pads, you could know, oh, something's off here in the middle. The pads are way farther away or I'm just getting a reading that I don't expect from them. So we're kind of doing shape sensing and proximity sensing to the wall of the cochlea um, using those built-in electrical pads, which is a really, really cool way to use something that's already there for you um, in in a neat way in a cochlear implant.